Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 246. I'm your host, Chris Britton, so let's go. Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio again this week is my sexy ranch hand co-host. You know him. You love him. Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. As always on Dial H, we like to start us off each week with what made us happy this week. Calder, do you want to start us off? You know, it was it was a lot of things. So first off, I would say was I was waiting a really long time for my order from FlexSeal.com. Yeah, you guys heard that right. I ordered and I now hold up. They're doing something on Twitter where if you ordered like within five minutes or whatever and you had a code that Phil Swift, the Phil Swift would sign your FlexSeal hat. So once you get there and you start seeing all the other amazing FlexSeal family of products, plug, plug, you, you can't help yourself. So I didn't just end up buying a hat, which I'm wearing now, signed by Phil Swift, by the way. But I ended up buying uh, track pants and a, like, hoodie jacket. So I've got the full, like, track suit sort of get up. The track pants say uh, that's a lot of damage down the leg. The jacket has the Flex Seal logo. Very tasteful on the front, and then it says Flex on on the back. You know, it may be overcosted. You know, maybe I paid $120 for all this. That might, that might, that might feel like a lot, but... It's uh, it's cheap when we're talking about the FlexSeal family of products. Uh, Flexon, that's a lot of damage. <laughs> anyway, so Chris, what? Wait, hold, hold on, hold on. We're oh. pausing right now. Why? Uh, what is your deal with Flex Tape because or FlexSeal? Because I see you post things on Twitter and retweet things from FlexSeal all the time. Why? Dude, they're they're hilarious. They they have a great person running their Twitter account. They're they're charming. They're funny. They're, they're just the guy going on, dude. They're hilarious. They're seriously funny. And it's funny stuff. And you know what? I'm a believer because I've used it to fix, like, I fixed the sink with it once. That was pretty great. You just go open the cabinet, get on the inside, flex seal it right up, a little bit of flex tape. I have fixed uh, drawers, like uh, in your refrigerator, like those plastic side drawers, fix those with flex seal. I, uh, I love flex seal, dude. I'm a believer, 100%. And then, you know, John Tron videos, of course, add that meme potential for flex seal. So I had to go all in. Had to. <laughs> Have you ever taped a boat together and sailed on it or anything? Because once you hit that oh. point, you know that it's legit. Dude, I wish. I wish so much. I wish I could cut another boat in half and go into shark-infested waters. Like, I would kill for that to happen. There are a lot of sharks up there in South Dakota, Calder? There are. There are approximately 0% sharks in South Dakota. Like, right. zero out of zero. Maybe one in a zoo or something, aquarium. All right, fair enough. As far as what made me happy this week, I'm actually I'm going to skip that just momentarily. Uh, one, one quick thing. I really want to say thank you for everyone. Last week or last episode, I did announce that I, I joining the military um, and the outpour of comments that I got from you guys – was just fantastic. Seriously, it was amazing. I really appreciate everything that you said and uh, reading off some of these things to my wife. Actually, she was even like, "Oh my god, that's so nice." I was like, "We have the best community on this podcast. It's insane." So seriously, everybody, that really made me really happy. Um, but there's some more stuff that made me happy this week. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the news section, though, because got some pretty exciting stuff coming up. <laughs> 
So Hulu announced a deal with Marvel to create some animated shows. Calder, do you want to talk about one? Now, there's there's four shows, but one that you're just exceptionally excited about because you've been a longtime fan of this character. Why don't you go ahead and tell us who that character is? Dude, it is none other than Howard the Duck. Boo! I mean, since that movie, by the way, amazing movie. George Lucas is best. Don't 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 disagree with me. But Howard the Duck is one of my my all time favorites in comics. Like anytime I see Howard the Duck comic, I know I'm buying it. I know what I'm getting. I know I'm getting a wow adventure that just makes no sense. It's none of this serious blah blah comic whatever stuff. I'm just getting Howard the Duck. I don't know why I love Howard so much, but I do. And the fact that ever since we saw him in Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy two, I've wanted to see more and more Howard the Duck. And you know that like canceled his run, but now. Hulu and Marvel have finally, they've answered my prayers, and we're getting a Howard the Duck animated TV Hulu release, and I, I couldn't be more excited. Oh. I can't, well, first of all, I don't know if I've ever met anybody in my life that has been as big of a Howard the Duck fan as you are. So I'm genuinely excited for you. I like Howard, like, he's okay, but I'm just so happy that you love him that much. I can feel Okay. Uh, there are three other shows. I, you know, I was thinking... What better way to get more information and talk about this than to uh, go on the, go on the interwebs we like we like to do? We find articles and videos and things like that. And I found uh, I found a comicbook.com article talking about the show and the information that's coming up. But then I thought, what better way to actually just delve further into it than to see if we could get the author of said article onto the podcast. So thank you very much, Jamie Lovett from comicbook.com. Thanks for coming on, man. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. People on the that are on the other end of this in podcast land, they're like, well, that took a weird left turn. They, didn't like, they, they took so long to introduce that guy. They're like, <laughs> whoa. So I don't know. We, we just go off the cuff sometimes. But I do really want to get into this article. Um, we've been – Quoting articles from comicbook.com for forever. I assume at some point we probably even talked about something that you have written on a previous date, Jamie. And you've been working for comicbook.com for quite a while now, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's five years now. Wow. Yeah. So uh, don't worry. We always give you guys credit. We always, you know, we, we don't plagiarize your stuff. But let's jump into uh, let's jump into this article. How, which out of the four, well, we should probably go through the four, right? Other than Howard the Duck, we also have Modoc, we have Hitmonkey, <laughs> which I never saw coming ever, but then we also have Tigra and Dazzler. So out of these four, which one are you most excited for, Jamie? Uh, on one hand, I want to be excited about a Dazzler show because it's so weird, but teaming her with, with uh, Tigra... It's such an odd choice that I don't know how to feel about it. But Patton Oswalt doing uh, doing Modoc feels like something that was destined to happen since the beginning of time. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how that turns out. Patton Oswalt is such a great actor, it, and he bounces around in this nerd realm of these things all over the place. Uh, he he's been in Agents of Shield. Uh, he's mm -hmm. been uh, he's been on Parks and Recs talking about Star Wars. That was that's probably the best. Like it's insane. Like he clearly is an actual fan, not just an actor who gets hired for these kinds of roles. So it's really nice to see people like that come into these roles because they deliver something 
you know, it's passion behind it. Um, what, what made you want to write this particular article? Well, I mean, that particular article was just really big news on the day it came out. Uh, you know, Netflix is getting out of the Marvel business and Hulu is getting more into it. Uh, and naming the crossover The Offenders uh, feels a little bit like maybe kicking Netflix when it's down. I wonder when they decided on that name, if it was before or after the Netflix shows got canceled. But, um, yeah, so that, that was just a really big story. Uh, and writing about it, it's... It's interesting to note that, you know, Disney is in the process of purchasing Fox and Fox owns, if I remember correctly, a, a majority share of Hulu. So now Disney will have a majority share of Hulu, which means if, you know, if, if Disney decides they want to revive those Defenders characters in a couple of years, Hulu is one possible place they could send them. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Uh, Disney Plus when that launches. So it was a very interesting story from a uh, business happenings standpoint, even beyond just, oh, look at these new cartoons that are coming. So let's go back real quick to something that you just mentioned. Uh, Netflix is in full-blown cancellation of all of these titles. And what? how do you feel about that? Do you think they had a good long enough run? You wanted to see it keep going? Or are you just glad it's over? I mean, they definitely didn't have a long enough run, if only because, you know, Iron Fist and Luke Cage ended on these big cliffhangers. They oh, yeah. clearly thought they'd be back. And the idea of, like, especially Luke Cage ending his story as him being a crime lord is such a, a terrible downer of an ending it is. Uh, that, that it feels awful. And, and I admit that, for the most part, these shows were, they've gone on so long and they're so slow that they weren't, like top of my list viewing anymore i'm still watching them but they they some of that excitement had worn off but you know there's still clearly story left to tell there so i do hope that when this supposed uh two years that they have to wait before they can bring them back is up that they do find a new home somewhere where they can finish those stories that they started to tell so there's already a grassroots movement to bring back daredevil i don't know if you guys saw this but there's like people buying billboards in new york city and other places that say yep. something along the lines of like bring back daredevil and they're quoting lines from the show on these billboards like i thought that was really cool and if we've seen anything uh for example like young justice being brought back because of the fans mm -hmm. is is it possible that we may see a return with actors like charlie cox for example to reprise these roles because of fans? Um, fans could potentially be a big part of it. The fans going all out, saying they want these things to come back, lets the people know that there is still a, an interest in a fan base there. Uh, it's not enough on its own. Like, Young Justice came back, not just because of the fan campaign, that was definitely a huge part of it, but because DC Universe became a thing. And so there was this new platform that Young Justice could live on, where they wouldn't have to worry so much about uh, selling toys and things like that, which is a whole other story with that show. Um, so it's a similar thing with the Defender stuff. Like, I, I'm sure that Charlie Cox would love to come back as Daredevil, assuming that he doesn't have some other job on a network or something when the opportunity comes up. There's so many uh, moving pieces between the 
the legalese and the actors each pursuing their own individual careers that uh, it, it, it may or may not happen. Fans letting Marvel know that, yes, we still want these shows back, will make sure that they know that there is still an interest there, whether everything else falls into place, you know, that that's something fans can't really do anything about. Carter, do you have anything? Yeah, you know, this might feel like a little bit like a low ball, but I am curious because I don't I don't know at all what it's like to work in a newspaper or a blog style article like news website. So how many articles would you say you write for comicbook.com? Each week, I would say, is probably a good enough amount. I'd say, like, so how many of you read a week articles it is? Um, I'd say somewhere in the, if I, I'm bad at math, so give me a second here, uh, 40 to forty to 50, I think, a week. Wow. Roughly. That's just off the top of my head. I might be getting numbers wrong. You know, so. I, I thought you were going to say, like, yeah, I write about two, three a day, 40 to 50 a week. Jeez. I don't know. I, I keep busy. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you don't just write about uh, Marvel or DC-related things, but you, you branch further out into what we affectionately call the, you know, the nerd realm. Um, what are some of your other things that you just like to write about? Uh, I mean, one of, the, one of the big beats I cover for the site is Star Trek, actually. Um, that's a, a franchise that's really uh kind of on the upswing right now it had been off of television for like a decade or so uh, but now it's come back with star trek discovery and there are some other shows in the work like patrick stewart coming back as picard uh there's even you know when we were talking about the the hulu netflix shows there's also or sorry not hulu netflix uh the marvel offenders show there's also an adult animated comedy star trek show that they're working on uh so it's really uh it's been exciting to be covering that franchise as it's kind of reemerging in the, the public consciousness and all that good stuff. Uh, so not only, cause it seems like you're a man of, of many uh, trades, a Jack of all trades, if you will. <laughs> um, we, I found out, it, it, I mean, it wasn't really hard. I, I'm not a detective in any capacity, but not only are you a writer for this website, but you also play hero clicks. That is true. That is a true fact. Not only do you play HeroClix, but you've done unboxings, uh, which you can mm -hmm. find on YouTube very easily. I uh, just search Jamie Lovett of uh, unboxings, and uh, I've, I've noticed that you've done quite a few of those. Do you really like doing unboxings, or was that just something you kind of got like pushed into? <laughs> oh, no. those. Uh, I definitely enjoy doing them. Uh, I've been playing HeroClix Hero Hero for a while before working for the site. And uh, when I realized that uh, one of my coworkers had a uh, new uh, contact at NECA, uh, I kind of pursued that in in order to get review products so that we could do uh, unboxings and things like that. And they, it seems like everybody's been pretty happy with what we've been doing because they keep sending me review product to unbox and I keep having a good time unboxing them. So, yeah, it's been great. Man, what's that like to have a good relationship with your kids? Because I wouldn't know. <laughs> they hate us. Um, um, it's all right. <laughs> but I'm, I'm really glad for you. That must be really exciting to get stuff like that and, and do unboxings, especially since you are a fan. Um, but speaking of you playing the game of Heroclix, we did kind of want to jump into an interview specifically about those kind of questions, just so people get to know you as a, that kind of a player. So 
let's start off. The first question I had about Heroclix was how and when did you get into the game of Heroclix? Um, I had a brief run-in with Heroclix around, I want to say 2007, 2008. It was whenever uh, Monsters and Mutations and Crisis were the newer sets. Uh, A cousin of mine had been playing since the game began, and I think he had an extra Danger Room starter that he gave to me, along with some extra other comments and stuff, and then me and a few friends bought a few packs, and we played for a little while. Most of my friends kind of didn't take an interest in it, and I played for a little while, but my work schedule at the time uh, didn't really allow me to get out to events, so it faded away. And then around 2012, I think, I noticed the uh, Uncanny X-Men Fast Force on the shelf, and I ended up picking that up and bringing it to my store and playing, and I've been pretty much hooked on it ever since then. Awesome. So to follow that up, what are some of your favorite pieces of the people I play with like to uh, make fun of me. I play X-Men like 99% of the time. They wonder why I bother having any other figures. They're only slightly exaggerating. <laughs> uh, uh, recently, so so I almost always end up playing a theme team. Uh, nine times out of ten, it ends up being something X-Men related. And most recently, uh, the actually the WizKids Open Forge has ended up on a ton of my teams because I feel like that's a figure that people sleep on. Uh, between his everything he can do, I brought down. I played a game against somebody playing a Tri Sentinel, and I used uh, Forge's neutralizer gun to neutralize him and just wailed on the Tri Sentinel. It was gone by the next turn. Uh, it's ridiculous what you can do with that gun. I remember when that piece came out, Calder, you and I, uh, we reviewed that piece, and we were talking about what you could possibly do with that particular power. Thought it was kind of funny, so I'm really really glad to hear Dude, this this long awesome. after the piece came out that it actually is getting used and to an effect that's a positive one for the user so that's pretty cool uh, i was gonna say i think a lot of people don't realize that the the neutralizer gun goes into effect when you hit so it's immediate and right damage and all that good stuff and and he's just pretty much a sitting duck I, i've never never been disappointed with that piece okay i think i might know the answer to this but just for clarification, does that make you more of a meta player or more of a casual player? I am actually uh, uh, more of a casual player these days. There was about uh, a year or so when I thought of myself as a meta player, even though I didn't super uh, basic and I just don't really have the time to keep up with the meta and memorizing dials and and putting in the practice that you need to actually be a very good uh, hero clicks player so mostly now i'm pretty content with just uh, playing casually you sound like awesome. our kind of guy <laughs> yeah no that's really good uh so what would be your favorite format to play uh, up until about uh, a year or two ago i would have said like just 500 points uh no shenanigans but that was mostly because i came up during the era when your average figure was like 100 to 125 points. So you had to play like 500 points to like get to feel like you played a decent amount of figures. Uh, but since they like re reformulated the formula or whatever they use to determine point values and everything's a lot cheaper, I find that I, I really enjoy just playing a simple 300 point game. I mean, now I can play like the entire, uh, the entire X-Men squad from like giant size X-Men, which is like, seven figures on a 300 point team so i don't really feel the same need to like 
well, you better play a million points so that I can use more than two figures and, and have a good time, you know? Right, yeah. Uh, okay, so if someone is going to sit down and play with you, what is the venue, where is it located, that you normally play? Um, I play at uh, Grand Adventures Comics in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, I actually... Uh, I only make it out maybe like every other week or so, but I tend to be the, uh, when I'm there, I tend to be the judge. I tend to be the organizer as well. So I'm usually the one coming up with uh, tournament ideas and things to keep things going, even if I don't actually make it out to play in those tournaments. Awesome. Okay. Do you have anything else, Calder, before we move on? All right. So you talk about X-Men a lot, just to get a little bit more of a grasp. Who is your favorite X-Men? Uh, Colossus. Ooh, all right. Oh, that's rough. Right. <laughs> uh, as a writer, do you I, have you have you read a lot of uh, X Men comics with Colossus in it? Yes. Um, I actually I started. So I've been a, a fan of the X Men since like like most fans since that cartoon was on in the '90s. But uh, and Colossus wasn't in that show. But I remember. Uh, a friend of mine told me I should really read Joss Whedon and John Cassidy's Astonishing X-Men series uh, if I enjoy the X-Men at all. And I started reading that, and that's what got me to like start going into my comic shop and being a regular uh, like monthly comics reader. Uh, I remember it was like February of 20... I don't know, 2000-something. Whenever I remember it was specifically whenever Astonishing X-Men 13 came out because I read the first trades of Astonishing X-Men and then found out they went on hiatus and the next issue was coming out that week. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to the comic shop now and buying that because I'm not waiting uh, for trades to come out. So that that run where they brought Colossus back is, is remains one of my favorite comics of all time. That actually was an exceptional run of just X-Men in general. Um, but mm -hmm. with as many... X-Men comics that I've read with Colossus in it, I generally feel like Colossus gets the short end of the stick. Every, anytime he gets put into a fight, he almost immediately gets annihilated at the beginning of the fight uh, to some effect that he can't be used in the fight. Do you, do you think that the way I think that, or am I just off base? No, that, that's definitely true sometimes. It's a little bit like, um, I remember Bruce Tim talking about Superman and the Justice League cartoon, how they're like, we have to electrocute him like five minutes in every fight so that he doesn't just like <laughs> Yeah, um, because Colossus is, he's so freaking strong and so durable, and he's actually the actual powerhouse on almost any X-Men team. So they just immediately annihilate him from the beginning of a fight so that it makes the fight more interesting, I guess? Yeah, that does happen a lot. That was one of um, the Inhumans vs. X-Men story was not the best story overall. But there was one issue that I really liked because it was there's a scene of literally like Colossus walking through flames to wherever all the Inhumans were. And he was just like, all right, which one of you is first? Come at me. And it was just this this great, you know, he doesn't really get a lot of moments to just be an open like I'm going to be a badass right now. Right, He's usually right. depicted as like the soft hearted one. And that that's one of the things I like about him. It's a nice, you know, uh duality that he's got this hard skin but he's soft-hearted etc etc but it, every once in a while it's nice to see a moment like that where he's just like i'm just gonna punch some dudes so do you think that they have done a very good job of representing him in the game of hero clicks or say, say you won uh worlds and you could 
you could create your own Colossus hero click. Is what would you do with the piece? Oh man, I, I feel like, in, in fairness, he's a hard character to put into hero clicks and make interesting because he is a, you know, kind of a bruiser tank. I fight with my fist guy, which when translated to hero clicks usually ends up being a kind of basic uh, brawler. Um, the thing. I would want to do if I got to make a, a Colossus myself is find a way to get the uh, Cannonball special mechanic Ooh, correct. Because yeah. I feel right. like these kids have come so close on a couple of occasions and just not managed to quite get it right. Like there was the chase from um, Giant Size X-Men, who uh, was the peanut base with Wolverine. It was really cool, except his defense power didn't work as intended. And so he would get wiped off the board really easily. Right. The There's an Age of Apocalypse one that, that is a pretty good representation, except it's of two characters that never actually shared any time on the panel because an Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. He didn't work with Wolverine at all. So it's like I said, it's examples of them getting really close and just not quite on the landing. Yeah, sounds about right. Dude. It would be great if you could still put, like, yourself on the sculpt. They haven't done that in so long. But it would be awesome if it was, like, Colossus throwing you. I think that would just be a hilarious <laughs> group of sculpts. That, that would be hilarious, yes. That, uh, yeah. yeah. I may have to get back uh, into meta hero clicks just so I can win worlds and do that. Make it happen, man. <laughs> the world is your oyster, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have any more questions you want to ask before we move on, Calder? I think I'm good. Okay. So, we now know a little bit more about Jamie, but we can't bring Jamie onto the podcast without playing a little Bad Samaritan. So let's do that. Now, Jamie has informed me that he is an expert on how to play Bad Samaritan. I'm just Okay, just kidding. But uh, he does know how the game is played. For those of you out in podcast land, this is a game show. And uh, if this is the first time you are tuning into Dial H, this is how it's played. I have chosen three modern age figures. Calder has a random number generator in front of him. I have a list of clues with new numbers in front of them, in front of me. Calder's going to give me a number. I'm going to give you guys the associated clue. You're going to have a, a, each round one guess. You're going to have three rounds and see if we can get the figure right. Um, clues are such things as name, keywords, set, range, number of bolts, things like that that you would need to deduce what this piece is. So if you guys are ready, Calder, why don't you give me the first number? All right, Chris. The first number is 14. All right, number 14 on this list is going to be the opening attack power. The opening attack power on this figure is telekinesis. And I would be remiss if I don't say this. Uh, if you guys guess and you get it right, you are going to hear this answer. If you get it wrong, you are going to hear this. All right, take it away. Do you guys have a modern age figure? Top dial, telekinesis. All right, uh, I think I've got a, some kind of a guess. I'm going to go with Devil Dinosaur. Devil Dinosaur locked in for Calder. What about you, Jamie? Uh, like I said, I'm an X-Men guy, so you say telekinesis. I think Jean Grey. Jean Grey locked in. All right, survey says 
It is another one of those. So we're going to move on to clue number two. Calder, give me a number. Number five. Number five is rarity. It is a rare. Okay. So you have a rare with telekinesis. A rare with telekinesis. That's that's kind of a bummer because that Professor X is super rare, and his rare versions have special telekinesis. Um, Emma Frost is super rare. Even the dude. Storm Rare was a special telekinesis? Or was yeah, it like... um, oh, dude, she had a special carry for sure. I, I've never played that figure. Um, man, okay, Rare Telekinesis. I'm, I'm really thinking X-Men just because it's on the brain, but it it, uh, it could be like Earth-X now, which is come out, but I don't even think there's a figure of telekinesis in that set, honestly. Um, rare Telekinesis, Rare Telekinesis. Chris, you hurt my head. I can only I can only think about like two TK, and that's like Hellion and Jean Grey, and that's it. Those are the only ones that are useful. Uh, <laughs> I am gonna go with Jeanette. Jeanette, is that locked in? Yeah, it's locked in. Okay, locked in with Jeanette. Uh, what about you, Jamie? Uh, I literally cannot think of anybody else at the moment, so I'm gonna go with Storm, even though I can't remember if her TK is special or not. Okay. okay. Locked in with Storm. Survey says it actually is Storm. First point is going to go to Hey! Jamie. Hey! Nice. All right. Well, I'm not going to sweep this week already, so that's pretty disappointing. No. That's, <laughs> it's already made my week. This is going to be what made me happy next week on the podcast. Chris, <laughs> that I failed at sweeping. I've done it once before. It'll happen again before I leave. So. Sure. Just so sure. you know. All right. Let's move on to figure number two. Calder, give me a number. Number 19. Okay, 17 through 19. I'm sorry, 17 through 20 on this list of clues in front of me are all listed as free plays. Free plays mean you can ask for basically any one clue that you want to know. Typically chosen are set, uh, named keyword, things like that. So talk amongst yourselves. What piece of information would you like to know about this figure? That's uh, so really good. Just to narrow down, we can get a good scope with just what's in the set is what I like to choose. Sounds good. All right, set it is. Set it is. Locked in. The set is Avengers Infinity. Okay. Good stuff, Cosmic. That's fun. That was really fun. Avengers, all those cosmic entities and whatnot. I guess just for a uh, simple guess, I'm going to go with Star Fox. Okay. Locked in with Star Fox, Jamie. Um, let's go Star Lord. Star Lord, nailing all of the stars this go round. <laughs> all right, all right. Survey says that's a big old negative. We we'll move on to clue number two. All right, we got number six. Number six is named keyword. Ooh, all right. Keyword. I only have to give you one if there's more than one. The one I'm going to choose to give you is Shield. Shield. Okay. Then I'm going to say Nick Fury. All right. Locked in with Nick Fury. Jamie, do you have a guess? Uh, I'm going to say the Shield flying car. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot right. about those. Locked in with Shield flying car. Survey says... <laughs> 
All right, I guess that's two points for Jamie. Oh, come on, dude. Oh, man. What? Okay. <laughs> this is not what I really, expected. I'm looking really bad right now because this is supposed to be my game. <laughs> He's, you're doing really well. Please don't sweep uh, this because I'll feel really bad because I've, I've only swept. I've been doing this for years now. I've only swept one time. If you sweep on your first time on Dial H, I'm going to feel really dumb. Let's move on to figure number three. Caller, give me a number. Uh, we got 18. 18 is a free play. What do you guys want to know? Uh, set again. Sound good? Yep. Yep. All right. Locked in with set. The set is EarthX. <sighs> yeah, EarthX figure. All right. I'm going to go with my boy Montana. Montana? All right. Like Joe Montana? <laughs> no. <laughs> Locked in with Montana. Uh, what about you, Jamie? Uh, let's go with um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Namor. Sorry. Okay. Locked in with Namor. Survey says <laughs> one clue down to prevent the sweep. One clue down. Let's move on to clue number two. <laughs> it's gonna be number nine. Number nine. Range and number of bolts. Four range with one bolt. For range, one bolt. That sounds like my man, Captain America, resilient. You mean resilient? What? Resilient, whatever, where'd you, man. Where'd you learn English? <laughs> uh, from the hills. Right. Come on. Huh? From Anyways. the hills. From the hills. All right. The locked in with ca anyway. Captain America. Captain America, resilient. Locked in. <laughs> what about you, Jamie? <laughs> Um, that does not ring any bells, so I'm just going to throw a guess at uh, Black Bolt. All right, locked in with Black Bolt, survey says. <laughs> All right, last clue, last clue. Prevent that sweep. Call it, give me a number. Okay. Uh, we got number 13. Number 13 is opening movement power. The opening movement power is stealth. Okay, okay. All right, so Mr. Negative has a special stealth. I'm trying to think, who has stealth in this set? Range, stealth. I think it could. Uh, I think it's none other than the Tinkerer. Is my guess. All right, locked in with Tinkerer. What about you, Jamie? Uh, I am still at a loss. Uh, I'm gonna say. Does the skull have stealth on his top? I'm gonna say so, the skull. But okay, so whoa, just before we do that, <laughs> so I, I don't want to like. Like, do anything, but, like, he has zero range in main set skull, so we definitely shouldn't do um, him. He has um, sidestep, zero range, three bolts. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, That's one figure I do know, because I had to play against him too many times. He's a pain. Yeah, I played, like, two of the Earth X figures, so I'm really, really scraping here. Maybe you won't. I was going to say Spider-Man. Yes. I know he has four range. But he has running shot. I'm trying to think, dude. I want to increase our chances of just so Chris doesn't get a single one. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, maybe one of the enforcers, I want to say. But, like, not Montana or Ox, but, like, Fancy Dan, potentially. I think he has running shot and is rare. It's common. I don't know. There's always um, the Rose. Like, that's a figure Chris would choose because it's, like, someone no one's ever heard of. So, oh, yeah, you, you don't, you don't let's know go with the me, word. Calder. You don't know my psychology. God. <laughs> All right, pretty good idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jamie, what, what do you want to guess? Let's go with the rose. The rose. 
Shut up, Calder. No. <laughs> All right. Survey says. I got destroyed this week. This sucks, man. All right. So the answer is zero zero seven tinkerer. That's a point for Calder. Nice. I'm, All right. I'm, you guys. You already got one point this. Oh, it's so weird when I don't get a single point. That's really off. Check your ego on door, bud. I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah. Next week, I'm gonna have to pick really, really, like difficult characters. Way, way. No, this is probably the one time you could have chose a Star Trek figure, and I wouldn't have been helpless. Like, probably. Uh, all right. Well, I have to congratulate you both. You both did a fantastic job on shutting me down, shut out entirely this week. So, well done, well done. Um, we are going to go ahead and let. Jamie, sign off for the night. I do want to say sincerely thank you for coming on and uh, doing the interview with us and, of course, playing Bad Samaritan as we oftentimes like to do when we get um, get some guests on. So seriously, seriously, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me on. Of course. Uh, if someone is going to go and read your work or follow you, um, obviously they're going to go to comicbook.com, but where else are they going to find you if they want to hit your socials? Uh, you can always find me on Twitter uh, at Jamie Lovett. Thank you very much, man. We really appreciate it. Great. Thank so you, thanks guys. Thanks for being on. Yep. Have a Thank good night. Thank you. Have a good night. All right, Calder, you and I, we both have some news to get through. We do. Some exciting news. Some of it I'm super excited for. This was the other thing that I was going to say and the what made me happy this week because you guys, you know. You know how much I love the Black Order. And guess what we got this week? None other than the equipment object for uh, Corvus Glaive. And I love me some Corvus Glaive. Now, the, the piece, the one that they made, and there's only one in the game, I don't think that he's going to benefit from this piece, like this equipment object, like at all. No. <laughs> but the fact that they made it really made me happy. Um, I really want it just so I can have it. But this is what the piece looks like. This is... Uh, Zero zero two um, from the what is it? Whiz Kids open something something. Yep, it is going to be Cosmic Confluence is the upcoming Whiz Kids opens. It's going to be starting March second. Uh, awesome. Uh, in a venue near you, all that good jazz. Thank you. I'm glad you knew that. This is why I keep you around, man. You're, you're good. Life. You're welcome. You're welcome. What's it do, Chris? Come on. They're, they're all right, light, light object, indestructible. Equip any, unequip, drop. Uh, it is 10 points. Its effect says blades, claws, fangs, regeneration, but only once per game. By the way, I'm glad that they put that only once per game thing because that, that could really Giving be Giving someone abused. traded regeneration is pretty gross. Yeah, that would be really, really bad. So that good on them that they uh, kept it dialed back a little bit. But to continue, it does say when this character uses blades, claws, fangs, and the D6 roll is 1 through 3, Damage dealt is penetrating. Oh my god, why wouldn't you roll for this? <laughs> <laughs> there, there, now there's no reason to roll. Because on a 4, 5, 6, that's a great blades roll. But now being 1, 2, 3, uh, penetrating is dumb. That's awesome. Yeah, I liked it. I don't know if we're going to see it make its way competitively. I'd almost bet not. It also looks really cool, by the way. It's one of the cooler looking objects. Corpus Glaives, uh, Spears, sick. Or is it yeah. Corvus's glaive? Is that what this is? Corvus's glaive? Is that is that is that a glaive? Is that what that is? 
Yeah. Because it doesn't say yeah. spear. It just says course with the like the apostrophe after the S. So like whatever. I, I guess that's a glaive then. Anyway, <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> Thank you for that, Calder. Um, yes, cool. I'm, I'm genuinely excited. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I don't think this is going to touch the meta in any capacity, mostly because of that one little thing that said you can only use this once per game. Yeah. Um, if you could do it anytime you wanted to, just like especially with characters that had any about like ignores characters for movement purposes, and you could run and regen and come right back and you know take a couple damage and run and just keep doing that. Um, right. That would change how it worked entirely. But seeing as how it can't do that, I don't think it's going to make any kind of splash in the meta. I'm glad because mostly what that means for me is I'll actually be able to get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get it from any other way. Um, any last things you want to say about Corvus the Glaive? Uh, no, that's it. All right. Well, we did get some more figures that were previewed this week. Three, to be exact, from the upcoming DC Rebirth set, Calder. Which one would you like to talk about first? So I'm going to kick this off uh, just to make it easy. Uh, Billy Batson, so we can kind of go down the line. Rebirth, by the way, the set symbol. I think this is the first time we're seeing it. It's an hourglass, which is kind of neat. Uh, it would have been great if it was a clock. It would make people go crazy, you know, just saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Billy Batson has a ton of keywords. I actually need to zoom up on my computer a little bit. So first of all, this is a character made by Easton and Howard Brock and Warren Jin because they are the 2017 Heroclix Team World Champions. So congratulations on those guys. They won Team Worlds all those years ago, and finally they are seeing their characters brought to life. So Billy Batson has Fawcett City, Justice League, Justice League International, Justice Society, Mystical, and Reporter. He's a three-click-long character. He's 20 points or 40 points. Very interesting, I know. Let's, let's hear us out here. So for just 20 points, he's three-clicks-long. He's a special speed power. For three of those clicks, willpower, top two, a last stop click, perplex top dial, and then shape change. So cheap 20-point perplex, what do, what do his powers do? So his speed power that he has, tire dial, is at the beginning of your turn, you may choose an opposing character within four squares in line of fire. Uh, until your next turn, that character can't be given free actions. So this is a more situational, close-up version of uh, the... The science police. Science police punished you for taking extra free actions. This one straight up says it's better. You can't be given free actions, but of course you have to be there at the beginning of the turn. You have to be within four. It's all these special little caveat caveats um, that you need to fill uh, in order to do this. But I think it's really strong. So for 20 points, being able to say you can't use free actions when I start the turn next to you, it can be huge against X-Men. That is, that's no X-Men perplex. That's awesome. Um, that's no running shots. It's a power action, free action, move, make an attack. You know, like none of that stuff. Okay, that's awesome. So his last click, and this is what you pay 40 points for, is a stop click. Stop, but only once per game. If this click was revealed by damage taken from opponent's attack, and you paid 40 points for Billy Batson, after resolutions replace him with 037A Shazam on click number six. So this game, that Shazam can't be healed above click six, and when KO'd, instead score 40 points. And this is one of the first time we've seen this, so it's really cool. So Shazam is like 200 points or 100 points, right? Those are his starting lines, but click six isn't either of those starting lines. So it's good that you don't bring in someone who's going to give away more points. Instead, he just uh, he only scores 40. So it's kind of a better version of Jane Foster because when Jane dies, sure, you get Thor, but that Thor is worth 100 points. And instead of scoring 30, I can score 100 points, which is a huge bummer. So speaking of Shazam, Chris, you might want to talk about Black Adam. Sorry. Uh, 
That's Billy. That's what Billy does. What does Shazam, though? Really quick, what does Shazam have on click six? He has charge, 10 speed, 10 attack with super strength, 17 defense with impervious and three damage probability control. And he has three more clicks of life after that. So that's pretty solid 40 points, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Not only does he start off with that stuff for 40 points, you you transition into a character that's going to immediately have probability control and also has mystics. Mm, That's a thing. Yeah, that's a a thing. So, I mean, that's really, really good. Um, I actually like Black Adam more than I like Shazam, but I'll go ahead and talk about Shazam now. Dude, talk about Black Adam. Dude, just do it. You just really like you really like the Shazam. I like Shazam. Yeah, I want to talk about him more than you do. So let's do it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, so 37B, which is the prime of the Captain Marvel, is going to be your Black Adam. Black Adam has Injustice Society, Justice Society, Secret Society of Supervillains, Mystical Ruler, Warrior, Society, 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 Society Square, <laughs> Society. <laughs> uh, that's a lot. That's the word society three times in his keywords. It's a lot. I thought that was fun. Uh, all right, this is what the piece does. Spoiler alert, he's bonkers. I really, really like him. <laughs> I just really like Black Adam as a character. Anything I've ever read him in, he's just so awesome. All right, this is what he does. And it should be noted that he's 200 points and 100 points just like Shazam, yep. which I think is really cool. So really pointing out the fact that they're, they're really pretty equal when it comes to power, power levels. Here's the weird thing I thought about this character uh, as I was looking at it. Now, he does have Mystics. He also has Quintessence as team abilities. Which is awesome. So that's fantastic. Uh, he has three range. <laughs> like, yeah. What? He has three range. I don't even know what he does with three range. What does he like? Spit at people? Like I don't know. Lightning. Does he, does he do like a little emperor power? You know, like lightning bolt <laughs> from his fingertips or something? Like I don't know. I don't know. You're not gonna use him for three range. I know that. You'll understand when we get into the dial, but uh, (laughs) I just thought that that was really weird with this particular figure. He does have improved movement, ignores blocking terrain, and destroys it as he moves through it. As you would suspect, he does have fight because, you know, know his power set, if you know Black Adam at all. He has one trait. He has no special powers. That's okay. He doesn't need him. The trait is called Swiftness of Heru. Super senses, free, roll a d6, Move Black Adam up to X squares where X is the result. <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. Uh, He's so got good. a great free move, which is awesome. Uh, I so really the- like it. Yeah, theoretically, you can move six squares, and then you're like, oh, what makes him so good? The fact that he has 12 speed charge, 12 attack with super strength, Four printed damage with exploit weakness. <laughs> he can just crash through every wall on the board with a heavy object and smoke you in the face for six penetrating damage is what this figure can do. He's dumb. 18 defense. It's going to hurt. Yeah, 18 defense with that pink power. Now, I, just, I think it's super funny. They gave him top dial super strength, and then he doesn't have super strength the rest of the dial. But quite honestly. Anymore, yeah. He he, he doesn't even need it past that. Like, it's probably better because most of the time, super strength in mid-dial doesn't even get used, you know? That's true. Like, That's once true. You, once you get that alpha strike off, it's not like you're running back to grab a heavy object or anything like that. Yeah. Every once in a while, you'll have a character that'll generate objects for you or 
if you were smart enough to play stuff in the perfect space to be able to get it later on in the game, then good for you. But it just doesn't happen very often. So he transitions immediately from super strength into some precision strike for three clicks. And then four clicks of uh, steel energy. His attack never gets below 10. And for those four, first four clicks, it's 12, 11, 11, 11. His 100-point line starts on click number four. He loses. He doesn't have the charge, but he still has that free movement, so he can move six theoretically, and he has sidestep on that click, so he can really still move eight squares and attack for 100 points. Uh, he only has three printed damage with perplex, but he still has 18 defense with that pink power, so that's pretty dumb. At the very end of the dial is when it just starts getting like really bonkers in a weird way. On click number eight of his click of his eight click long dial, he has 12 attack with uh, with uh, steel energy with flurry That's so dumb. you're gonna hit you're gonna heal up to click number seven you're still in the flurry he drops to 11 attack but you're probably gonna hit you're gonna go back up to six and he gets into plasticity when you do and when you do <laughs> he still has steel energy so he's trapping him there he's gonna punch him again he's gonna punch him again and he's gonna get back up to that like top dial of the 100 click point line so or 100 point click line He's just really, really good. Like, he's a fantastic Prime. Um, I know years ago we were talking about how they made Primes, like, just hands down better than, right. their, than like, other pieces in the set for sure, but then other better than their non-Prime version. This is a really good Prime. After, after they got away from that for a while, it seemed like that there was, like, this weird overtaking of power with primes and then for a while the primes dropped in power like they were responding to the community saying you're making these primes too powerful don't do that and now this is back to what it felt like primes used to be of just like this right. really dumb prime and it's really good the sculpt is sweet by the way and it's i mean it's the exact same sculpt as the uh shazam, shazam yeah different head but yeah Different head, and obviously he's black instead of uh, red, but yeah. I, he's just he's just really good. So I was genuinely happy about this piece. So moving on to now Shazam. Now we're going to talk a little bit more about the Shazam. He does have the JLA and the 16 ability as Flight Indom and that awesome uh, three range with their sweet uh, three range uh, lightning fingers or whatever they're doing. He has two traits. Oh, okay. We'll give, him, give you the keywords. He has the same keywords pretty much as Billy's Fossil City, Justice League, Justice League, International, uh, Justice Society, Deity, and Mystical. So his first trait is Wisdom of Solomon. When Shazam starts the game, choose one, Outwit Opposing, uh, sorry, Outwit, Opposing Probability Control, Pulse Wave, Mind Control. This game, he has Protected X, where X is the power. So you can just choose, uh, you know what? I'm going to be immune to uh, to Pulse Wave this entire game. That's pretty awesome. All right, guys? So choosing Protected Pulse Wave. And then if your team is against, I don't know, Starro or the Skull or whatever, you're like, yeah, you know what? Protected Mind Control. There you go. Like, this is awesome. He is great. And, of course, Protected Outwit is always great, which helps him a little bit more be like his uh, Black Adam counterpart, which is awesome. So, seriously, I, I love that. He's kind of balanced, and he's not just protected all this stuff, but he can choose, and that's amazing. His second trait is Power of Zeus. At the end of your turn, if Shazam has not been moved or placed this turn, give him a Zeus's Might token. Modify Shazam's defense value by plus one for each Zeus's Might token he has. When Shazam moves or is placed, 
remove a Zeus's Might token. So as long as he is standing still, doing nothing, he gets plus one to defense at the end of your turn. So next turn, boom, he's got plus one defense. So he can, like, charge up, and if he gets two tokens, he can rest. And on those resting turns, you know, you'll get plus one to your defense next turn. So it's, it's kind of cool. It's nice. His special attack power he has for his first three clicks, he has 200 and 100 points like Black Adam. His first three, he has hypersonic speed with 11 movement, all three. Then he has a 11 attack with a special attack power. Uh, it bumps up to a 12 in the middle and goes back down to an 11 on those first three. He has an 18 defense with that pink power. And then he has four damage uh, with probability control. Then in the middle, he loses it, and then he picks it up again. Four damage on that last of the, these awesome three starting clicks. His special attack power is Thunderous Strike. Quake, when Shazam, may, uh, Shazam may use it at no cost instead of a close combat attack while using hypersonic speed. So that's awesome. So you can't hypersonic quake. Uh, Shazam can because he wants to. Because uh, he's Shazam. Because <laughs> he's Shazam, dude. I'll have your finest beer, please. So yeah, Shazam's pretty great. Um, he's not like super amazing, but he is, once again, he's pretty solid. It's really cool because this one was also designed by Howard Brock because he's also the 2017 Heroclix World Champion. So the little newspaper says Howard Brock wins World Championship, which is pretty cute. That's a pretty cute way to put yourself in the sculpt there, Howard. Um, and then after he that, his 100-point line, he's got some charge, super strength, impervious, a little bit of empower. He goes back down to some prob there. He picks up invulnerability, late dial, some sidestep quake. He's a pretty solid Shazam if you want him on your team. Keep in mind that he can be protected outweighed or pulse wave or whatever. So it kind of helps against your opponent. Sometimes your opponent has a bunch of prob. Sometimes they have a bunch of outwit. So it's always pretty awesome. I think that they did a very, very good job of designing these characters. So Billy Batson, even for 40 points, he has a stop click and he starts off with top dial perplex. I just like the fact that you can use him on a Justice League team, and I know a lot of people out there are going to really like that just because a lot of Justice League teams have trouble filling it with supporting characters because you have characters like Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, and they take up so many points, but you don't have enough points for a bunch of support characters, and realistically there aren't that many of them out there. So just in of itself, that's a good Billy Batson, and then in of itself, it's a really good Shazam. So... Really cool. Really looking forward to the rest of this set. And uh, the next piece of news that we have, which is about the Rebirth set, is going to make some DC fans out there exceptionally happy. And that we're pretty sure, based off of the box art from a brick that we saw of the Rebirth set, it looks like the chase theme for the set is going to be uh, Batman Metal. Uh, some people just hearing that right now, if we were the first person to deliver that information to you, you're probably like, yes, legitimately worth reading. I did read it. And I think I reviewed a little bit of the storyline on the podcast uh, a few months ago. I don't even remember what episode that was to go back and listen to it, but very interesting storyline. The Batman versions of the, the characters, it was really weird, but I really liked it. And if we get uh, the Batman who laughs as a chase, I think a lot of people are going to very positively react to that. So that'll be really cool. Uh, he is in the back of the box art here. Looks like he is a um, little Robin dude. I think that probably goes with him more than Flash and Green Lantern and Batman. So, so yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, we've seen this. Green Lantern sculpts before, and this is like the reason I'm not sharing a lot of these posts, is there are these pictures going around Facebook where it's uh, pictures of a computer monitor 
that look like they're pictures of rebirth sculpts, but I, I take them with such a grain of salt because the Batman who laughs sculpt was different than this one. The Green Lantern sculpt was actually um, pretty much the same. But, like, just because of that, I don't want to be sharing all this. Like, it looks so fake to me, like someone's just taking a picture of some edit. Because we've seen this before with Maestro and a few other Heroclix in the past where someone photoshops them on Heroclix styles. So there's that. Uh, but I know everybody else is going to really want these chases. So there you go. Good for them. Good for them. I'm glad they're getting something they want. Like, Wiskids is listening to fans. They're getting figures they want, which is awesome, especially for how new they are comics-wise. I'm going to preemptively just go ahead and say that for the 2019 Dial H Award Ceremony, the best set of chases is already going to go to Batman Metal. Dude, I hope not. Hope, I, hopefully they I give mean, us something great in WWE, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if – because a lot of people really, really want these, and I just don't know if Marvel's going to top that, especially with these like weird hodgepodge – versions of chases and crap that nobody wants like nobody wants avengers infinity that was weird no one wants half avengers bc and half random avengers that came from random storylines that people have never read okay fair enough that's weird no one wants that so not when they do it the way they do it so uh that's that's my guess um okay so that is rebirth the information that we have right now obviously more information is going to be coming up we're going to be delivering it to you guys the way Dial H does. So the last bit of news before we move on to community is going to be some rules clarifications. Calder, you care way more about this stuff than I do. Take it away. And yet not at all. Isn't that crazy? Um, so <laughs> uh, to get into it, uh, WizKids rules forum is terrible. I wish they put the newest ones at the top. It really bothers me. It bothers me a lot. So first off, we're going to talk about um, the Hulk. This is a sort of big one, the Earth-X Hulk. So the question was, if... Hulk and Bruce are the target of a pulse wave, where Hulk still take the unavoidable from his traits. So when Bruce dies, he takes all that unavoidable damage, okay? But since it's in the pulse wave and they're ignoring the trait, WizKid says no, the trait would not be active during the pulse wave, so the effect would not trigger. So if you pulse wave Bruce and the Hulk, they'll die. If you pulse wave just Bruce... It's still based on Hulk's trait, so Hulk will get all that unavoidable damage. But if So if you... If you try to play it weirdly and you see that you have an opposing character that's near Hulk and Bruce, they haven't killed Bruce yet, and you've got all those soul tokens, whatever they're called, you run up your pulse waiver so it can deal your Hulk and Bruce one damage so you don't have to worry about getting all that unavoidable later. That's kind of cool. You know, so that's pretty neat. There's a way to sort of get rid of that one stipulation that could be could be pretty dicey in some games. Next up is the pin pocket tank. So this is this is fun. There's a lot of a lot of back and forth, and let me let me tell you basically uh, the the important part of it. Will damaging a character from the effect of the pin pocket tank trigger colossal retaliation? Wizkid said yes. Then here's the next part. If yes, is the damage considered to come from the attacking character? Wizkid said yes. Note that while the damage is considered to come from the attacker, it is not damage dealt from the attacker. So the damage is coming from the attacker, but it's not being dealt by the attacker because they threw the tank, but the damage is being dealt by the tank. They're da- it's so weird, but all you need to know now is don't be throwing that tank all over the place anymore because it's going gonna, it's gonna to trigger colossal retaliation. It didn't before, but now it does. Yep. So just saying... <laughs> I love how I buy this thing, they nerf it, and then I complain about it, and they nerf it further. <laughs> yep. 
It's not even worth playing anymore. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'd say it's still worth playing, like sort of. Uh, it just Jordan. they made it. Yeah. They made it so much worse. When it came out, I was like, "Woo, yeah, buddy, I'm gonna buy that for sixty dollars, no problem." And now it's now it's so not worth that anymore. Ugh, it's not even worth it. Just just throw it in the trash. Okay, don't throw it in the trash, but I mean. Yeah, there's better stuff. Just play the Ant-Man Legacy Box if you feel like playing Ant-Man, really. Uh, that does better stuff, and to this day, you can still generate ants. So, might as well play that instead of stupid pin pocket. They haven't tank, nerfed right? the ants into the ground yet. Watch. I said it out loud. They're going to nerf it. They're going to nerf the ants, man. Don't nerf the ants. Jeez, I'll be, I'll be really sad. I'll be really sad. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they're going to nerf something from, like, 2015. Oh, ye of little faith. Right. <laughs> ye of little faith. Oh, actually, speaking of WizKids. Um, so, WizKids put out the thing about Orville, you know, announcing the yep. partnership, like, last week. And I went on to Twitter, and there's the announcement, and you can respond. And I said, hey, you announced that there's going to be these characters in this super-duper starter set, or whatever it was they called it. There are eight. There are eight pieces. Yep. In uh, or eight characters that are like main characters in the show. Which, by the way, I, I'm like seven episodes into the second season already now because Jaylene and I've been flying through it, and I awesome. really like this show. It's so good. And my favorite character I've decided is a character named Isaac. And then I looked real quick. I was like, oh, let me check that, that uh, announcement again. Make sure that they're making him. He's going to be in the super-duper set, starter set. And lo and behold, he's not. And I'm like, but he's one of the, he's one of the main, like, eight people. And they listed, like, seven of them. So I asked WizKids, hey, are you going to make him? Is okay. he going to be in there? Of course they didn't answer because it's, oh, like, man. no communication with their fan base. So I, I, I was – Kind of upset. He Not just really. Wept silently. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but he's a robot, man. I really like Isaac, so good stuff. Okay. There are too anyway. many robots in Isaac. Uh, another little piece of news that I forgot to tell Chris about because I'm just that great of a host, uh, co-host is Whiskids had a join our Whiskids panel thing. So it is a panel you can sign up for, sign up for email, and they want you to help provide insight, feedback, and opinions. They say there are going to be prizes will be given away to panel members at random for providing feedback. And they say thank you for your community support. So if you go to the WizKids panel, you can sign up. You can say what game you play. Obviously, if you're listening to this, it's Dice Masters, clearly. Um, no, but you type in, you do Hero Clicks. If you also do their board games and you play that awesome Marvel Strike Force or whatever it's called, or if you do their pre-painted, unpainted, whatever, you can go ahead and sign up for it. A uh, little, like, what's what's in it for you, just to read it a little bit in case you guys are interested, is uh, they're constantly looking to innovate at WizKids, and we want you to help provide insights, feedback, and opinions on specific games and collectibles to user play. That's in it for, for me. Please provide a chance to win products from across our gaming collectibles lines. How do you join? And then it kind of goes into how to fill out. It's really just your email address, your first name, last name, and your country, and then what uh, product you use. It's really cool. So hopefully WizKids is actually going to start responding and doing more with feedback and more in the community, especially with this whole panel thing. Uh, so, yeah, just what you said made me realize I sort of left that out. So, yeah, go ahead and join the WizKids panel. Get on it. It looks fun. 
All right, so I'm just going to blanket say this. I don't know how they are going to contact people. I mean, obviously, I already signed up because, right. you know, I, I want to talk to these people, but they won't want to talk to me. Anyone out there that is listening to this podcast, if you get selected, you go and you sign up for this, you get selected, will you please <laughs> get a hold of Calder or I? I would love to help you. Ask WizKids questions. <laughs> I hope that this gets back to WizKids, too. And they're going to be like, we don't know if there's a sleeper cell from Dial H. Oh, I doubt. <laughs> oh, man. To ask questions. And I'd be interested to see what it was like if you do get chosen for feedback. I would really like to see how the process is. If it's simple, if it's a little too complicated, whatever. I would really like to know. I'm oh, curious yeah. about it. It's so weird. It's coming out of nowhere, and they're just like, we got a panel. All of a sudden, we want feedback and stuff, so that's kind of interesting. It's at this point, though, where I just have zero expectations out of it. Like, it's it's like one of those things where, have you ever had, like, someone in your life, they, they just lied to you so many times that then they tell you something, and you're like, oh, that sounds real nice. Well, I'll wait till it actually comes to fruition because I don't believe a word that's coming out of your mouth. That's this to me. So I'm just, we'll see. I, oh, I nice. want to believe it. I want to believe it, but I don't. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh. But seriously, anybody out there, if you get selected, I kind of want to know what that's like. I want to know like what happens behind closed doors. And if you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. All right. Are you done with uh, with all of the news? I think that's it for news, right? Like, we Captain Marvel came out this week, so good job to everybody that got Captain Marvel. I know a listener did ask uh, for some Captain Marvel, and I was like, all right, I sent him a Cool Stuff Inc. link, and he you know, he said, yeah, I bought two cases of my stuff from uh, Cool Stuff Inc., and he got that Saturday, so really excited for that. So we got a lot of Captain Marvel stuff coming out. Hopefully everybody's having fun playing that set. But that is about it for news this week. I think that Chase is going for over $100 right now. Which is ridiculous. Since yeah, it only it costs is. 70, 75 bucks for a case, which is for some reason they, they upcharge these cases, these CTDs. Normally they're like 60 bucks, 65, like 75 right now. Um, so it's, it's a bit, it's a bit crazy why WizKids is having the MSRP a little bit higher and they're, you know, like $3.99 a pack instead of like $2.99 or whatever they're supposed to be. So Cat Marvel sets a little expensive. Sadly, there's a lot of good figures in this set. I don't know why, and this is going to be a little off-tangent to talk about Captain Marvel, but, I mean, Thor Ragnarok, okay? A movie everybody was excited for. and a movie, I mean, I guess I'm excited for Captain Marvel, too, but Thor Ragnarok was a crazy good movie with a crazy cast of characters, a ton of figures, and we got the same, like, six people twice, and they gave us... And none of those figures are going to be used and competitive at all, and some of them are, like, okay in casual, you know, like... They're fine. I mean, I did pretty well to win a map with the, that Hulk and Thor, but like, still, like, Ragnarok, a great movie, got a set, and it was just a bad set. And then Infinity War, again, a movie with all this other cast of characters, just was a terrible, terrible set. It was, sorry, Infinity War, sorry, it wasn't a set, because it didn't exist. That's why it's a bad set. That's what sucks about it. Captain Marvel, a, a lone character movie, right? Um, I get it. She's going to have a big casting crew. She's going to have a lot of Krees. There's going to be Skrulls. There's going to be Coulson, Nick Fury, everything. What? But it's getting upset, and it's got more competitive pieces. I've seen in previews than, like, any 
uh, Marvel movie or just movie set ever, like Justice League. That didn't get it. Or Batman vs. Superman, I mean, had, like, no competitive figures. That Lex Luthor, I guess. But, like, Captain Marvel, that chases bonkers, the one with 20 defense going, like, out crates like that. That Ronin can keep yeah, close combat experts. <laughs> but he's good. Uh, both the Coltons. Uh, out of the three, two of the Colsons are really good. Like, there's even some Kree that are dumb. I mean, the the, the amount of good characters and crazy characters we're getting for Captain Marvel seems a little biased. And I, you know what, Captain Marvel, she's a great character. But I'm just saying, Thor Ragnarok, that was like maybe top five Marvel movies for me. And I'm just really bummed that I'm that Captain Marvel's getting all this love and Thor Ragnarok got none. You know, like feels feels. Feels like dummy dirty whiz kids. I'm happy Cat Marvel's good, but I'm still gonna complain about you making something good because you made something else bad. Well, we're not so allowed to complain that's about like, whiz kids. Yeah, it. we would never New do rule. that. You're right. I just, I just set that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding. Whatever. Uh, all right. Well, you good? We're, we're yeah, I had, to get, I had to get that rant off. <laughs> I'm sorry. It bothers me so much. I'm, I'm done. I mean, I, I can't really throw stones, man. I just ranted, and now you're ranting. Yeah. And I guess, uh... <laughs> oh, it's been a good week. It's been a great week. Uh, uh, if you would like to hear more of Calder and I rant about WizKids, don't forget to dial H works off the value-for-value value model. Our goal is to entertain you guys and gals, and if you feel like we give you value in your life, Consider showing us your love and leveling up your heroic rank so you can earn your heroic titles like Citizen, Vigilante, Protagonist, or the esteemed superfan status here on the podcast. Heroic rank level-ups occur the first episode of every month or as you donate via PayPal. And don't forget that your names and titles appear in the show notes for the months that you contribute to the community as you are producers of the podcast. And speaking of community, let's jump into that. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Every week on Facebook and on Twitter, we put a Community Tuesdays question up for you guys to jump on and answer. This week's question was, which Heroclix rules do you feel should be changed due to not being intuitive or blatantly make little to no sense? Should any rules be scrapped entirely? I have two that I think that they should definitely change, but Calder, let's start with you. Did you have anything that just, you're like, why this doesn't make any sense. Why is this a thing? Okay, so we're going to hear about a lot about this, about elevation. Um, it's not a lot what everybody else was saying, but this is something that really bothers me, and that is elevation being pinched when elevation kind of takes a turn, and there are two squares, and they have that one little itty bit of printed elevation. If you guys know what, you know what I mean. It's when you are, um, I don't know, it's really hard to explain stuff that's on the map, but pretty much... If you've ever played on Genosha or whatever outdoor, you know there's parts where elevation can become pinched. That's when there's two pieces of elevated that act as if they're in front of that other piece. Bro, whether you are standing at the inverted part of that elevated or right up on the ledge, you're still technically, in my mind, you're still on a ledge. So it really bothers me that I can't, like, shoot you. Like, as if this building's side outcroppings that are completely even with you while you're standing up on top of a building and stopping me from shooting you. I think that's dumb. That's that's really my huge problem with Elevated. That's what I hate about it, is that it can become pinched, and it's probably because just that one guy who I played who kept putting his stupid figures there, it bothered me at a WKO. Anyways, whatever. I really hate that Elevated becomes pinched like that. I think it's dumb. I think it's stupid. And uh, we should just get rid of it. All right. That, that's, that's a good me. one. That's a good one. But I think I might be able to top that one with just pure absurdity. Let's talk about breaking 
blocking terrain as you move through it. Technically, it does not break until after you end your movement, correct? Yep. So you can't end your movement in a square of blocking terrain because that's an illegal placement of the character because of the way the rules work. I think you should break blocking terrain as you move through it so that you can end inside of a square of blocking terrain because seriously, it's not like the... I don't, that's like lagging in in games, you know. Yeah. Like you moved into something and then it disappears or something like that. It makes no sense. So I think that that's really stupid. They need to change that rule. And the second rule I had, and I only had, I had a personal experience with this at Origins last year. Uh, this happened and it just blew my mind because it didn't make any sense. But clear as day, it's right there in the rules. Telekinesis. Characters that are colossal should be able to use telekinesis to move other colossal figures. They're the same size. So we are doing these battle royales. I pulled Jakar. Jakar has telekinesis, and I can't use it on my on my opponent's colossal characters. I was like, he's the same size. They should make a rule that says telekinesis can be used on characters that are of equal or smaller size. That way colossals can move. I like it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Also, there are numerous – I don't want to say numerous, but there are other Colossals out there with telekinesis. Um, Master Mold, by the way, has it. Uh, one of the old Phoenixes has it. She's Colossal. And you think – you would think that a Colossal can move a Colossal, but they can't. So uh, I think that's really dumb. I think that you actually have a lot more answers on Facebook this week in the community okay. than we do on Twitter. So why don't we start over there? All right. Uh, first up is Chris Derek Rizzle. Character size, elevation, and line of fire from elevation. It's a whole thing, and he PM'd us, and I read it, and I 100% agree with him. I hate how elevation works, uh, but just for keeping it close, you know, in time's sake, he's, he's yeah, just I don't like how it works. He, he posted, he sent us in, elevation's dumb. It's dumb. There's some okay. dumb elevation rules. Rex Jungle Cat on Twitter said, I'm adjacent to a character in Hindering Terrain using stealth, and I can't target them with Outwit. That's annoying. Yeah, that has always made sense to me. If you can punch them, you should be able to Outwit them if you're right next to them. Right, because of drawing a line of fire. It's dumb. That's still dumb. Brett Bowers, stealth. Characters should not be able to use it against opposing adjacent characters. I think that's kind of more in line with the Outwit thing. Yeah, and I mean, it makes sense for Perplex too, but I'll agree. Uh, Jedi Legend said, lines of sight for anyone bigger than standard. And then also this symbol. What I can't remember what this symbol does, honestly. It's the uh, two circles with the arrow through it. Is that where you can That's when you can shoot while you're based and shoot yeah. anyone. Yeah. yeah. I never understood why they had that symbol, and then they also had the sharpshooter symbol. But like we got way. rid of sharpshooter, that's why. Well, that's stupid. It's a All bummer. Because right. it looked so cool. It looked awesome. Um, Jeff Polier said... Pulse Wave should not be able to activate if only opposing character couldn't be targeted normally by the attacking character. Um, so, like, it, like, Pulse Wave can go through stealth, right? Because it chooses characters within a uh, radius, within half range, shuts off their powers, and then makes the Pulse Wave, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, Pulse Wave's All right. Sexy Ranch Hand 2.0, Chance McCall. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see about taking... that. Yeah, we'll see about that. Says flyers taking damage, falling from elevation, and taking two damage. Leap and climb being useless most of the time, 
and the fact that Calculator, who helps Batman enemy teams break Gotham theme teams. Yeehaw and happy trails. <laughs> awesome. Superfan Christian Bogan said, With all the new equipment objects coming out, I feel they should get first turn immunity as well. You typically pay five plus points per object, so if they get destroyed or taken first turn, you're kind of screwed. You can't kill bystanders that are starting on the map, colossal retaliators, or any characters that are 55 to 10 or 15 points, so why can't you do that to the objects? So the whole first turn immunity uh, only affects your starting area, and he's kind of bummed because objects are on your starting force, and people can do that, you know, shooting past first turn immunity, basically. And I, I understand where he's coming from. It's a pretty interesting answer, actually. Dude, I'm not going to lie. You just blew my mind. I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah. That you, can, that you could target those on first turn. That makes complete sense. But I never thought about it. Interesting. Okay. Cody Williams said all of them. Like, literally the words, all of all them. All of them. Change all the rules. <laughs> Make Heroclix a card game instead where you need resources and mana in order to play terrain and map cards. That sounds awesome. I love it. That's what we should turn Heroclix <laughs> into instead. Who said that? I, no one said that. That's just... Oh, that's you. I'm just pointing yeah, it out. Yeah. Right. yeah. I can't wait to play my, my blue Heroclix deck. Wow. I'm going to tap, tap my Thor and Iron Man to... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, Citizen Eric Caves, since stealth has long been a problem for me, I would add that line of fire to this character is blocked in this way. It does not block other lines of fire drawn by that character. Stealth protects you from being seen. Fine, whatever. But if you can't be seen, you shouldn't also be blocking for someone else that's being seen. It's the anti-Schrodinger's cat. It's not there because you see it. The fact that you can't see it prevents you from seeing anything else behind it. Stealth should not be invisibility cloak hiding everything behind it. I totally see that as a valid answer. Like, just because uh, Batman's hiding behind a tree in front of you doesn't mean I can't see you, dog. So, uh. Oh, yeah, no, that makes 100% sense. I totally get that. And I've used stealth that way, though, on a lot of teams. All right, Karate Pickle Ostrich <laughs> said, I do enjoy Hero Clicks. Good things with good people. And this is something dollars can't purchase on Earth. We just need to find another wooden clam. I have no idea how that has anything to do with what the question was. But you know what? This is what happens when I post questions on the internet. People answer in these ways. I really hope that's a reference that I'm just not getting this wooden wooden clam. All right. Uh, Michael Link said, people don't seem to understand game rules and effects for game balance and ease of understanding versus things that are in conflict terms. Yeah, we're playing a game based off comic books, but solid game mechanics are preferable over all else. So he's just kind of saying, look, guys, it's better for the game, even if it looks and sounds dumb in real life. And I'm like, okay, sure, maybe, maybe. Oh, I, I completely disagree with this. Okay. I'm not going to go too far. Into, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that at all. That's, it's like uh, just accepting all of these changes, but knowing the fact that WizKids – unilaterally changes things like arbitrarily like the rules when we went through all of these rules changes like last year they made all of these parallel rules that don't make the game any better and you could argue like well the rules are the rules well that doesn't make the game any better and it certainly doesn't bring in new people to make people go man i'm glad Correct. these rules are less convoluted than they used to be no they're just different than what they used to be but if you go oh okay this person is breaking down the wall as they move through it at least that makes sense right whatever uh, Citizen Porcupine Spaceship Grenade said, well, I think a lot of good could be done for the game by just making the rules more simple in general. Seasoned players might disagree, but maybe more people might want to learn it 
if the rules were simpler. Agreed wholeheartedly. You go. Um, Peter Zachary said, initially, I would have said the rule of three. I made a team of Ultron sentries. was so proud of myself when I made the formation so my central piece could pick up all the bonuses from all his adjacent buddies. And I go, okay, I'm going to shoot you. This piece deals six damage. And I was playing. The judge said, the rule of three maxed out at three modifiers. And I was so defeated. I took the first of many, many hiatuses from the game. Now I just dislike Mastermind. When I want to use it, it never usually works out. My opponent, however, works every time. Stealth is also annoying, especially with the obscuring rule terrains now. Uh, obscuring terrain is really interesting, uh, but perplex rule of three, I I can't can't say I agree with you. Um, uh, rule of three is very nice. I like Vulture staying at his 14-6 and not getting any, any higher than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, rule of three, honestly, I think was one of the better changes they made for the game. It's really, really crappy when someone hits you for like more than 10 damage, which is entirely possible in this game with an alpha strike when rule of three did not exist. That was a thing. So that sucks. That really, really sucks. Especially when con artist was around. She was (laughs) terrible. Uh, yeah, so there's some older players out there that'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If not, just seriously look up Con Artist. You can put, like, a bunch of those on a team and violate the Rule of Three, or back when it wasn't a thing, so. Loyal Miller said, Leap and Climb. I just don't think it should be on a dial. It should be a trait. I also feel that some rules need to be redone again, like Mind Control and the Rule and the rule of Three. Mind Control should allow you to use certain powers, like Blades should be on, like, Wolverine won't. Forget his claws. Yeah, yeah, that's also true. And then he, he went into an example about the rule of three, but it it's similar to kind of what we just were talking right. about. Right, gotcha. Uh, Dustin Cedars said, I liked the way prob used to work, being able to reroll all sorts of shenanigans. I kind of like how it is now. It's definitely way less useful, but it's definitely not as powerful. Still good. Yeah, one of those things that I don't think it was any better or really that worse than what it started out right. was or started out at it just changed so i don't know if that's simpler uh oh man I forgot. it's vigilante collectible said uh, leap and climb should include the ability to move one square for free super strength should let a character destroy a wall or square of blocking terrain regardless of printed damage value i agree wholeheartedly on that one it makes sense and then three there should be a cap to theme team map roll bonus and then he said possibly three Plus three? Mm, yeah, maybe. I haven't really been screwed by that. Have you been, like, just annihilated because of that for some reason? I mean, if someone's got a, you know, 10, 15 theme team, it's a little hard to beat. But, uh, yeah. It, it yeah, happens. After close but... reading, Calder and I found out this week that suited henchmen <laughs> will not because affect your theme team. Be a 60-plus theme. That was a huge bummer. Yeah, I was really disappointed when I read that, so. Whatever. Another another great team down uh, down the drain. Uh, Jay Sly said, "Make mind control great again." I don't know. I kind of like it now. Well, Dude, I like her maybe. mind control a lot. I'm really glad that they changed it so you didn't take feedback damage. That was yeah, exactly. No feedback damage. You get a move and make an attack. Sure, you can't blow that character's once per game special effect or do a power action. You just move and make an attack. But I think. It's it's simple. You don't have to worry about the counting every hundred points of the whatever for feedback. I think my controls easier streamlined to use right now. Okay. Uh, we have Superfan, uh, the ruffian, little plastic superheroes. It said it annoys me that giant size only ignores outdoor blocking terrain for movement. 
Personally, I think they ignore all blocking terrain, or should ignore all blocking terrain and destroy it. Maybe maybe they just don't want to bust through walls. They're just they're really nice. So the anyway, my last answer is uh, Tony Ferrado. I think sorry. Uh, props should not be usable on a crit, and I don't know how I feel about that because if I roll either of those crits, uh, I want to make sure you know I want to make sure I hit that crit hit. And it feels bad when your opponent props you out of it, but it feels really good when I prop myself out of a crit miss. Um, yeah. So, prop not usable on a crit, I guess. That's uh, some people want. I didn't know that. <laughs> All right. I have two more on Twitter. I thought that you had more than you did for some reason. Yeah, the last two comments are someone tagging other people to uh, to comment. So, Got it's it. just okay. someone tagging. Yeah. Steve Mansur said, I have ditched the grid map and play with a tape measure. What a difference. Well, I don't even know what that means. I asked for pictures of this, and they never responded. So I'm like, was he making his own maps at home? Dude, that must be it. Um, So that's a great way to play casual clicks. If you say every, I don't know, every thing, like eight speed is eight inches, right? Just say that's how far they can move or something. That, that whole tape ruler you know tape measure stuff on like warhammer and all those other games i don't i'm not like crazy about it i'm really not in love with uh with the tape measurer stuff i know they use it a lot in war gaming and more classic stuff like that and they totally find so that way the terrain can be more realistic i i honestly i'm uh i guess i'm fine like all a lot of rules discrepancies we had tonight were were about terrain and how dumb we think some of it is but at the end of the day, I still kind of like the gridded maps. I like the feel. Because then hero clicks, they don't need to be round bases anymore. Or they don't at least have to look like that, really. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like maps the way they are. Gotcha. And then uh, Matt said, I think objects should be placed further than five squares away, at least outside of normal TK range of six. Of course, I'd like WizKids to reverse the change to tiny characters, reducing movement when carried. So... That is also I, that was a weird change, right? With the with the change of to tiny size, um, I don't know. Like they, there's what I'm getting out of this is a lot of the people that have answered at least in tonight's community question was it's a lot of the same handful of things. You have leap and climb. You have how stealth works. Maybe a little bit of how pulse wave works. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff in HeroClix. It just they don't really seem intuitive to me. Like right. you would just think oh that's that's, that probably works that way right no it doesn't why because WizKid said it doesn't i don't know it's weird stuff so that is community tuesdays uh and as always we put those up on facebook and on twitter on tuesday so don't forget to jump on there uh we have two birthdays that occurred uh i guess one was yesterday and the other one was just a couple of days ago uh, we have protagonist Michael Miller said that his daughter turned six on the 22nd. And then uh, superfan Christian Bogan said that his wife had a birthday on the 21st. And as always, on Dial H, uh, we like to give those people a happy Arabian birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. If you have a loved one in your life and you want to give them a shout out on the podcast, or if it's you or somebody in your venue, just let us know who it is, when it was, and we'll give you that sexy happy Arabian birthday. Uh, we have a Jedi Legends Hero Clicks tip of the week. Yeah. 
He says any figure of standard size or more can pick up and put down light objects. So this is something that I still forget to this day because it's just one of those things. I'm so used to playing the old school hero clicks where if you didn't have super strength, you couldn't pick up objects. And now it's one of those things where anybody, almost anybody can pick up one of those light objects. So you might as well, especially since you are allotted three objects on your team. Right. Um, Calder, Calder, do you forget this still or no? Uh, nah, dude. Actually, uh, it's one of the few things I remember. I almost always, if I'm not carrying out my team, I put up, like, boom, I just place three light objects right in front of my starting area. Always, I always like to have light objects. Doing extra damage? Awesome. I'm glad you remember this. Next time we play together, you got to remind me. Cause otherwise I'm uh, man, maybe I won't remind you. <laughs> I need that edge. You're going to be like, I remember what you did to me with GCP. I'll cops. never forget it, Chris. I'm never going to let it happen again. <laughs> when I'm running around with freaking hypertime cops that still they do exactly what you wanted to do. They weren't hypertime. They were newer <laughs> than hypertime. No, there were some hypertime ones in there. I'm pretty there sure. Might have, there might have been. I can't even remember what they're called hate anymore. It. I it could hate be completely. It. There's like a there's like a GCPD detective and stuff from it. Man, that was good stuff. They're like 14 yeah. points. Yeah, Gotham, Gotham policeman, rookie yeah. number one from <laughs> the first DC set ever made. 11 points, police team ability. What? So <laughs> dumb. So dumb. <laughs> so good. All right, man. Uh, I think we're done with community. Do you have any last-minute things? We are actually – we got questions from the man from Japan himself, Malcolm Rush. Oh, yeah, we do. We do. Oh, hold on. I have a soundbite for that. So, I'm sorry, Malcolm. I totally knew that those were there. I just – forgot about it as we were recording what's up i know how it really is chris anyways uh so last week we missed them um, we have valentine's day questions uh so i get to be lonely and chris gets to have fun talking about valentine's day but these are actually a little bit better more clicks orientated questions so uh out of the six number one is which hero clicks characters do you love to play for fun chris i'm a really really big fan of that 50 point shifting focus vision and I watched an episode of the Orville today, and it really reminded me of the famous even androids can cry storyline with Vision, and then it turns out he can love. So. Oh, my God. What is this squishy, squishy TV you're watching it's here? About, oh, my it's God. About, it's about uh, Valentine's Day. Are you, bro, are you jelly because you don't have anybody for Ooh, Valentine's sh- Day? Be quiet. Anyways, that was, that was like 10 <laughs> days ago. Let's just be quiet. Anyways. Uh, my favorite character I like to play, I really like to play Archon. He is stupid dumb fun, because your opponent gets to move him. He's Archon, the utterly lost. Like, he's he's hilarious. He's like this big barbarian-looking guy who just doesn't know where he is. He's 60 points. He's got great, you know, powers and stuff, but it's just funny. Your opponent's moving him around. He doesn't know what he's doing. Arch- Archon's just a funny little figure to play. Um, number two, which hero clicks do you love to hate? To play against. It's very interesting. I love to hate to play against. Probably, uh, Chris, take it away. Just take it away, man. I really hated playing against Lydia Malore back in the day, and I also really hated to play against the Green Power Battery. I don't like the the Heroclix equivalent of anything that's blue 
from Magic. And when I say that, if you never played Magic, what that means is Blue has this tendency in Magic of just telling you you can't do things. Like, nope, you can't play that. Or you can't activate this. Sorry, about you. So it just doesn't even allow you to play the game. Anything that is made in this game that prevents you from playing the game the way you want to play the game, I don't like that stuff. So, like, uh, Martian Manhunter, like, minus is one action from your action total, you know? Like, you're like, oh, I just can't do things. That's fun. Any figure like that, I don't like playing against. Right. I hate playing against Goblin King. It sucks, uh, especially in competitive. It's almost, in like, close to instant loss for me because the teams I have normally pack about one pulse wave Colin and that's it's and he just, he just regens that pulse wave damage right back up you know like it sucks I really I really dislike playing against Goblin King uh for sure uh number three is which sculpt do you love Chris I love the old school Galactus sculpt because it was entirely way too large realistically for a hero clicks map also the Spectre, and then pretty much anything that's colossal, really. I love looking at the Serpent and Fin Fang Foom. Those are just the greatest. Nice. Um, I, yeah, I have a lot of favorites. I seriously do. I love Bessie the Hellcow. It's a cow. Uh, vampire cow. That's awesome. I love Dr. Bong. He has that big bong sound effect uh, behind him, which is hilarious. I love the the old Earth-X Captain America sculpt. He has, like, the skull's shirt torn at his feet, you know. Uh, there's just there's a bunch of good sculpts that I, I love in the game of Hero Clicks. Uh, seriously. Uh, Detroit Steel, another just great one. Like, it's not really action-y, but it's just it's hilarious to see in plastic. So, yeah, um, there's lots of good sculpts. Uh, number four, which Hero Clicks players do you love to play Hero Clicks against and why? I like playing against you because you just take it so well. Especially when you're getting stomped. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> That's, yeah, so I don't, I don't change when I play Hero Clicks. I kind of do when it's been like a long day getting stomped. I might like on the right back and be like, kind of sucked or whatever. But like in the game, and I've played against people who as soon as we play competitive, they're a different person. Like they, they'll, they'll say things they regret during the game, and afterwards they'll go back to being them, happy, jolly, like whatever. There are a few people that don't change it. Uh, one is um, I like playing against Kevin. I have had to play against him, and he's run Goblin King almost every time. Even though I hate playing against Goblin King, I, I enjoy playing that seriously. When, when I look at that that ginger, I there's no way. I'm just I'm looking, I'm like, dude, whatever. There was a point in time where I was like, are you going to move from that side of the map at all? It was like almost completely in the starting area. And he was like, no, why? And I just went over, completely got up, moved around everybody. And I just sat next to him. because so I'm like, I don't want to reach over. So we just, we literally sat next to each other, joshing, pretty much wasting this game of Hero Flux. Cause I knew I wasn't going to win. Uh, so I like playing against Kevin. I love playing against Devin of happy little Hero Clicks. I've only had the opportunity, I think to play him once. Uh, but he's fun to play against. He's not a guy who, who changes and gets all crazy serious. And is like, you know, talks about his turn or what you're going to do. So that's pretty cool. Um, number five, what kind of Heroclix games do you love to play? Anything that has a weird scenario to it is something that I'd be at least interested in playing once. If someone shows up and they're like, let's just do 300 modern, I'm like, okay. I mean, that's cool if that's what you want to do. And I'm, I'm willing to play with you, but I just like doing weird stuff, you know, like Shock the Turtle, Boss Battle. We'll do, like, team... 
battles, you know, like two-on-two or something like that. Anything to shake up the game and just make it more of like a camaraderie event rather than a I-need-to-win-this event. That's awesome. Uh, Like, I love... Dude, I totally agree. I really don't like playing 300 Modern. I get sick and tired of it. I hate practicing for it. I hate doing it because there are just characters in 300 Modern that I can't figure out how to break and whatever. So, like, I love the most restrictive, honestly, because... At my local venue, there are people that play that only have new figures or whatever, and I collect everything. No matter how old it is, if it's a character I like, I buy it. I wish we would run games that's, like, only characters that aren't carded. Like, I would love to run a game against these guys like that. That sounds awesome to me, you know? I like, like, the craziest, most restrictive thing ever and trying to figure out what's broken in that format. When you say, like, you can only have a character from 150 points to 200 points, and you can only have characters that are under 50 points for the rest of your build. And I'm like, oh, nice. So I'm going to do Nick the Fury, Shifting Focus Vision, Justin Safer. I can make three free attacks in one turn, move all the way up. Like, I love getting crazy specific builds and trying to figure out what I can do with what I have to make, like, the best. Like, that's that's my favorite. Number six, why do you love the game? Oh, man, I don't even love this game. I'm just kidding. Chris. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just go static. Um, I, there's a lot of reasons why I love this game. I think a lot of it really does have to do with just nostalgia. Uh, I used to play this game pretty much just right after it came out, like a couple of years after it came out with Explosion. And I think I, I fondly remember those games back then when there, there weren't prizes. And I lived in the middle of the country and my neighbors would drive from like a few miles away just over to my house. And we'd have these like big five person, six people games sitting around a table and we're just all joking around and stuff like that. That's like the most fun I've ever really had in Heroclix is when it's, there's no prize. It's not taken seriously. People are making jokes and stuff like that. And I think that as part of like the community aspect of it, of just a reason to hang out with people that you like anyway, was a reason why I fell in love with the game. And then also it just, it was natural because I really love superheroes. I mean, I have an Avengers tattoo. That's how much I love superheroes. So I don't want to hear about prob- tat, all right, Chris. No, <laughs> I have a, I have a tattoo of the Hulk on my thigh with a like a big, <laughs> big rock. Be quiet. Just, he's, he's throwing it. All right. Hulk smash puny nuts. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what it's. It's just an Avengers symbol tattoo. Um, I've thought about getting that tattoo though. Oh my gosh. But I won't. <laughs> All right, uh, but that, that's probably why. So, like, when I'm looking to make new memories with Heroclix stuff, it's and the stuff that I'm going to remember is not these events where I show up and I did well in Modern or I did, you know, did well in a rock or anything like that. Those, like, those aren't my good memories. It's like, oh, that's, that's what happened in the game. But when I think back about my best times in Heroclix and why I really, really like it, I'm like, man, that was stupid. That was so much fun because it was dumb. That's why. You know, I kind of have more along the same thing. A lot of my memories and, like, why I love the game is, number one, I like action figures. I like board games, stuff like that. I now Boom, Heroclix is perfect. I do not like deck-building games at all. Someone's like, oh, play Versus System or Legendary. I'm like, no, that looks lame. That sucks. I really cannot stand playing deck-building games, like, at all. So Heroclix is perfect for me because I can run an entire team of Captain Americas. If I could run an entire deck of Captain Americas, maybe I'd play a little bit of Versus, if it, you know, like, whatever. But already there, that's what got me hooked 
And I just I just collected the miniatures because I had no one to play against in my 286 person town in Quebec. Like pff, no one's playing hero clicks. <laughs> I'm it's just me. All right. So I so I just loved it. I just collected it. I like figures. I like miniatures. I like action figures stuff like that. So this is another hobby to waste money on. And now I love traveling to events almost more than playing in them because you spend nine hours, ten whatever hours in the car with these guys. And I just I like talking. I wouldn't know all my like good friends. You know, I wouldn't know Chris without without Heroclix. If I didn't play Heroclix, I wouldn't know all these people. You know, if I played Magic, I know a bunch of a stinky people that don't know how to apply deodorant. Like I, that's not a knock on someone who plays Magic. It's just true. So, uh, just a joke, guys. Chill out. <laughs> it's just, Chill out. It's just true. Duh. It's it's a fact. Fact life. But no, really, it's it's the people I get to meet. There are some of the coolest cats in Heroclix that I, I've ever met. Like, seriously, they're they're great people. So I just, I love the idea of the game. I love I love playing the game, and I love playing against people. I like having dumb, fun time. I can play Battle Royales all day. I, I love it. Seriously, Heroclix, it's just, it's just fun. That's why I love the game. I just love the game you for know, the game. On top of that, if you just, if you're the kind of person, you're like, you really just love the idea of superheroes and love that kind of thing, this is one of the only ways that you can interact with other people regarding superheroes. Because the only other options are things like, oh, I want to read a comic book about these. Well, you're not sitting next to your buddy reading a comic book at the same time. Like that, no, whatever. No. Like, you like the movies or whatever. You're like, oh, I want to go see Shazam. You may set up a, a thing or you and your group of buddies go and see Shazam together. And that's all cool and well it's going to end in like an hour and a half and then you'll never go see Shazam again in the theater. I, you know, I would suspect maybe a couple people out there will go like more than once or whatever, but it, you don't talk to each other during the menu, during the menu, during the movie. You're not building that relationship with your people very much. I would guess. No, not at all. Unless maybe you're well, alone I, in the theater. But when I pick up Calder at the Indianapolis airport, just so we can drive to the next state, you know, and, and yeah. go to play hero clicks like that's a fun memory to me and that's what's cool about this game for sure okay is that that answer all the that's questions it. that's Malcolm? the questions we did it. i'm gonna read another uh listener though um again from chris derek grizzle just a little bit here um he went ahead and said i'm gonna try to find it here uh i just didn't try to he is he's a guy i borrowed uh some characters from earlier uh in 2018, I've already Iceman and Storm, so he's in Collins in some games, which is really cool. And he was from Canada, and he's now moved to Melbourne, Australia. He's trying to get the game built up. It's hard because he's from Canada. And he says, shout out to his friends Edmonton, uh, in Edmonton, sorry, Jared, Jason, James, Steve, Ryan, Diego, and JJ. And he says, uh, thank you so much uh, for reading his his elevated terrain kind of spiel, which is always awesome. So I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Hey, spread the good word of Dial H uh, down in uh, down in Edmonton and in Melbourne. You know, like absolutely, like head it up. I don't know where those places are. Melbourne's for sure in Australia. Edmonton might be in Canada. I don't know that much about the world. You know, outside of uh, the West. So once again, thank you so much for writing in. Really appreciate it, and just like great listener interaction. So we had a good week. All right. Well, that's it. Now that's always, it. Now that's totally it. No okay. interruptions. That's it. <laughs> as always, uh, if you would like, and we would like, you want to interact with the community, you want to start building that relationship inside the game of Hero Clicks, you can search for us on Facebook. Just search Dial H for Hero Clicks. On Twitter, we are 
at dialh4heroclix. That is the number four. If you want to send us an email, you can send it to dialh4heroclicks at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, we got to get that Twitter army going, that, that Dial H Twitter this army. This says this every that. week, Dial H Twitter army, Dial H Twitter army. It's a thing. It's no. <laughs> I'm going to make it a thing. Sure. Shut up. <laughs> all right. All right. Sure. Uh, we're getting more followers on Twitter, though. That's but, pretty nice. Yeah, I, I, no, I actually am really good. I'm happy about that. All right. Well. Awesome. Are we that's good? All, that's it. That's okay. all I got. Thank so, you. One more thing I totally lied about before. I'm going to be at a WKO this weekend in either Kansas City, Missouri or Des Moines, Iowa. I know it sounds weird, but I, I honestly don't know which one I'm going to. Schedules are weird right now. I'll figure it out. So if I can't make it to Kansas City on Saturday, I'm going to instead drive to Des Moines, Iowa on Sunday. So if you live in either of those places, you want to stop by and say hi. I'm going to be the sexy ranch and I'm going to show up. We're going to play some EarthX sealed, hopefully get some uh, sweet WKO win. And as always, Dialage for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Seriously, you call it Captain America Resolent? Come on, <laughs> you leave me alone. <laughs> Bye, guys! Happy trails. My, 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 my side.